Let's open our Bibles this morning to Isaiah chapter 11. As we open the worship of God this morning, Isaiah chapter 11. And I'll read to you a prophecy of the Lord Jesus Christ in the first five verses. That is, should be of great comfort and encouragement to our souls, especially in light of the nation being so troubled by the event in Connecticut, which shouldn't trouble us at all. It's quite small in uh, the ordinary course of things in the world, and there's so many other considerations to be made of it, but that's not our purpose for today. I just want to tell you that there is a king who comes out, out of the family of David who sits at the right hand of God who is not moved by it. Isaiah chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked." And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. Amen Amen and amen. This is a description of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I hope that it encourages your hearts to know what kind of a king we have. One that has been blessed by the with a portion of the Spirit without measure, according to the Word of God in John chapter 3. And this spirit that was given to him without measure rests upon him, and it is the spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and the fear of the Lord in the second verse, so that the Lord Jesus Christ, our King and our Lord, is of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he doesn't judge after the sight of his eyes, and he doesn't reprove after the hearing of his ears. He doesn't judge by appearance, and he doesn't judge by rumor. He judges true judgment, and with righteousness he judges the poor of the earth, and reproves for the meek of the earth, and he slays the wicked with the breath of his mouth. And I'm thankful that we have such a Savior. I rejoice that we have a King like the Lord Jesus Christ today. And I hope that you men are excited by this passage as I was in the last couple of weeks, for we have taken it upon ourselves by the Lord's leading to study Christian ethics. And we're going to study Christian ethics so that we think and respond and view things and judge matters and situations the way the Lord does. We want to be just like this in verse 3 where it says he was of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. We want to be able to judge righteously in matters and situations that face the nation, face our church, our families, and that we see in our own personal lives. I can reassure you this morning, as I tried to last evening in the preparatory email, surely the wrath of man shall praise thee, and the remainder of wrath thou shalt restrain. 
Nothing happened in Connecticut. Nothing happens anywhere else that God hasn't planned and purposed for His own praise. It's so much better than anyone deserves. Give God the glory today. Nothing surprised Him. And any pastor that stands in the pulpit today and acts confused or surprised as to why such things could happen under the dominion or the reign of a loving God, he's he's ignorant or he's maliciously heretical. These things have always happened and they'll always happen and they're going to get worse before they get better. They're going to get better when the Lord Jesus Christ comes and destroys this earth. Surely the wrath of man shall praise thee and the remainder of wrath thou shalt restrain. Now look at Luke chapter 13 where the Lord Jesus Christ dealt with two such events in his life and I hope that you'll remember these because this is how he that had the spirit without measure... He that was quick in the understanding of the fear of the Lord would respond when he was asked about such events. Luke chapter 13, verse 1. There were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Or those eighteen, upon whom the tower in Siloam fell and slew them, think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. The first event in in verse 1 is Pilate killing some of the Galileans while they were offering their sacrifices so that the blood of their sacrifices and their own personal blood was mingled together. Quite a heinous crime, if you want to call it that, or a very troublesome event, if you want to call it that, of Jews being killed by the Roman occupiers while they were offering sacrifices. And then in verse 4, it's the falling of a tower in Siloam that killed 18 souls there. We're all sinners, and we all deserve the judgment of God. And except ye repent, and except this nation repents, they're all going to likewise perish. It happened to this nation 40 years later. They didn't repent. They all perished. Forget 18. Forget a few Galileans that had their blood mingled with their sacrifices. 1.1 million died in the siege of Jerusalem. And they died under terrible terms. And horrible, horrible tribulation. The greatest tribulation the world had ever seen. This is how the Lord Jesus Christ responds to events like our nation is facing right now. And you know the media is going to focus all the attention on it. They have no answers for it. No explanation for it. They're going to ball a bunch of tears and never address the real problem. They do not understand. They will not understand. They do not address the issues that cause things like this. There is no repentance. There is just confusion. And we shouldn't be confused. Our trust should be in the Lord. And the way to avoid such things at our level is to make sure that we're training our children the fear of the Lord, like the Bible teaches us. All you have to do is read a little bit, and the information's coming out rather quickly now about the dysfunctional, messed up, devil-possessed, demented pervert that that kid was. 
And so we have our duty, and that is to address everything with the word of the Lord. And there's consequences for us not doing our jobs. And you've heard me say, and I'm getting a little bit off track here for just one moment, but you've heard me say that any problem that exists in human relations can be traced to an AWOL father. Just keep that in mind as you read about the events that took place. And as you read a little bit more about the history of this twisted individual who's been twisted all his life. They knew he was twisted when he was five, but nobody did anything about it. We have a job given to us as fathers, and we have a job given to us as Christians. As fathers, we want to fulfill our responsibilities faithfully. As Christians, we want to view things in the light of God's word. Surely the wrath of man shall praise thee, and the remainder of wrath thou shalt restrain. We want to be like the Lord Jesus Christ that has the spirit of wisdom and counsel, so that we're quick in the fear of the Lord. We want to judge righteously. We want to judge fairly. We want to reprove for the meek of the earth. We don't want to reprove for the wicked of the earth. We want to defend the meek. We want to defend the righteous. We want to slay the wicked along with the Lord Jesus Christ by the breath of our mouths. We don't want to spend any more time on this today. We have more important things to worry about. And that is our walk with God and knowing God, our Father in heaven. We all deserve severe judgment, and except we we repent, we're going to likewise perish. And so let us remember that as we come into the worship of God today and, and seek to know Him better. We want to think the way our God thinks. We want to think the way the Lord Jesus Christ would have us think. We don't want to be unduly harsh. We don't want to go beyond the Lord Jesus Christ, but we don't want to come short of Him either. We are sorry for families that are experiencing grief in Connecticut right now, but we are appalled at the causes for such violence that are promoted and defended in our country. And we're appalled that nobody addresses the real issues. And we're appalled that nobody assigns blame where it belongs, but instead wants to blame gun manufacturers when they didn't have a thing to do with it. Right. Where's the mother and the father? Well, the mother's meeting her maker right now to find out what her role in the event But what about the Father and so forth? We want to address things scripturally. And in the weeks to come, may the Lord bless us as we study Christian ethics with the men, that we will learn to judge righteous judgment and not by appearance. Let us go to the Lord in prayer and ask His blessing upon us today. Holy Father and blessed God, there is no other. We come to Thee in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the branch out of Jesse's line, the son of David. And we thank thee that we have such a glorious king sitting upon the throne of Zion at this hour. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for this wonderful prophecy of how you would pour out your spirit upon him and he would be quick in his understanding and in the fear of the Lord and that he would judge righteously and righteousness would be the girdle of his reins and of his loins. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for Jesus Christ, our Savior. We're thankful for everything we can read about him in prophecy and in the Gospels of the Lord Jesus Christ in the New Testament and of the doctrine he gave our brother Paul to convey to us. We thank you for our Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, we pray that in all issues that face our nation or our church or our families or our own souls, we will always come back to the Word of God And let it set our minds aright, that we would plant our feet on a foundation that cannot be moved. 
that is settled forever in heaven, and that is the words of the living God. Father, we are all worthy of such violence. And except we repent, the whole nation's going to experience it in one way or another. We see it in the history of Israel. And you have blessed this nation abundantly. And they have turned their back on thee. Their confusion is their own confusion. Because they are willfully ignorant of the things that you have revealed plainly in your word. Let us incisively assess and analyze anything that we hear that is going on. That we might fall back upon thy word and find our comfort, our instruction, our understanding, and our wisdom there. O Lord God, have mercy upon us. We have not been perfect parents, nor are we perfect Christians. We ask that you would forgive us this day, and we delight in the relational attribute that we shall consider shortly of your forgiveness. We thank thee that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. O Lord God, We have many sins and we have sinfulness that racks our beings and we pray that you would deliver us this day through Jesus Christ our Lord. Our desire, our one desire is to dwell in the house of the Lord and to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Oh Lord, help us to do that this day. Heavenly Father, we want to know thee better so that we might walk with thee better that we might trust Thee more, that we might delight in Thee with greater joy, that we might have peace for our souls as we learn of Thee. These things, O Lord, that are basic in our Scriptures that we have heard before, we pray that You would make them fresh and new to us this day, and that we might see their usefulness in knowing Thee better, that we might confess our sins more quickly, that we might believe that they are forgiven more thoroughly, and that we might press forward without any regard for our past faults and failures because they are under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, cast in the depths of the sea as far as the east is from the west and behind thy back, O Lord God our Father. Have mercy upon us this day. We delight to do thy will, O God. Show us thy will and we will do it. Our Father in heaven, we pray for all your churches that you will bless them, the ones we know and the ones we don't know. Be with them this day and grant them every blessing that we pray for ourselves. Preserve our nation for the sake of our families and children that we might have quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and honesty. Heavenly Father, those that are sick today and there are several of them, we pray that your healing power upon them, those that are traveling, see them safely to and from their destinations. And, O Lord, bring us back together again, a whole body, entire and complete, by your loving kindness. We pray for Bryant Cutler in the hospital right now that you will have mercy upon him. Strengthen our sister Kathleen and bless her by your presence through your spirit that she will be lifted up in the Lord even this very day. O Lord, we ask you now to be with us and among us as we worship thee. Let our singing come up into thy holy presence. Lift up our hearts and our voices together that we might worship Thee acceptably with great zeal and passion. Thou art our God. You have chosen us to be Your children. Walk with us and let us be walk with Thee, O Lord. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, we do pray.
Amen.